Adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back, No Snooze Podcast, episode 131. As always, I'm in the booth with my brothers, the big three, Michael, the show Pirelli, Claudio, the voice, Valenzuela, and I am Dave, the body, Regina. Before we get started, I am bust down in a full Peloton outfit, trying to get this stock price up. We are sub $10. Not financial advice. <laughs> Not what, financial what advice. The, Lost thousands of dollars in Peloton thus far, but this uh, sweatsuit is a nice one. So this I is a good I'd segment. What is the price of Peloton today? Do we know? 808. All right. You, you're you a big Peloton guy. <laughs> I'm a Bitcoin guy. So we're going to do Bitcoin. Can I wear Bitcoin? Yeah, right. right um, let's see what the price is. So, yeah, full transparency. When I bought Peloton, I think oh. I bought it in like the... 30s or, or maybe just sub $30. Um, and that sh- shot all the way up to $180 a yeah. share yeah. and a significant amount of shares. Yeah. Um, so today it's, you know, sub $10. Not looking good, but it's all right. You still got the body. I'm though. still looking good, though. Yeah. Can we talk to our boy? You um, feel me? Who's the guy who runs like Peloton? The, Alex Toussaint. Yeah. Can we talk to Alex? Yeah, absolutely. Tell him so, show, show some more skin. <laughs> I know, Let's right? get those well, views hopefully, up. Hopefully, me wearing this, uh, this, Lovely sweatsuit here. We'll bring that stuff. You might be the guy right to bring back. him back. Mm-hmm. If they put you on a bike and they're like, who is this dude? <laughs> Who's the big boy on the bike? Well, they got no one with tats, right? No, I don't think so. Right? Nobody. No one with a like beard? Him. No. They got, what's his name? Cody would be your big competition. Yes, absolutely. You and Cody would be dueling. <laughs> uh, How's Bitcoin? Bitcoin's at 16743 Okay, not bad. At its peak. I didn't buy all of them, but at its peak, I bought it at 69000 Okay. So- <laughs> If you want to throw money out a window, <laughs> come talk to me. The big but, loss. Talk to us. Like we say at No Snooze, we're in it for the long game. Yes. So we're going to see who has the last laugh. That's right. That's we're going right. to be laughing on a Pelly riding to the Bitcoin That's world. right. Um, so this is, if you're tuning in on Drop Day, this is the third episode of 2023. But full transparency, the time we're recording this is uh, basically after Christmas time. Yes. Um, and I did mention you know, a... Uh, um, something that was going on personally in the family with one of my uncles that, you know, was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And, you know, we've been praying daily and, you know, thank you to everybody who's reached out, but we did get an unfortunate news um, that he's actually moving into hospice. Oh. Um, the chemo, you know, was not uh, reacting the way that we anticipated um, and literally declining very rapidly. Um, so, you know, we're preparing for, for the next steps um but just trying to make sure that he's peaceful uh because you know like when my grandmother had the, had the cancer last year you could tell the chemo was really hurting you know so when i was talking to my cousins they mentioned that you know the the amount of pain that the chemotherapy you know was putting my uncle through it's almost better off just you know keeping him pain free mm-hmm. uh for the remainder of his of his days Man. um and then and, and again i share this stuff just to talk about you know, the reality of, of life and what's going on. Um, so I had a mentor of mine uh, that dated back to the caddy yard. So about, a, you know, from the age of 12 to about 26 is when I when I caddied. You had such a more of a tough job. The caddy yard. Yes. You sound like you grew up in the 20s. Yeah. <laughs> it was the caddy shack that we always referred to. Um, but a, a very, very good, good mentor of mine, um, Sean Sawyer. You know, he was he was only 40 years old. 
Um, very cool with his brother, Kyle. You know, I know his whole family, his father played basketball with my father, too. So they're sitting watching the World Cup, um, Sean and his father, and he's in a recliner. And he literally just takes a nap and he never woke up. Oh, my God. And I mean, you know, there was no prior anything in terms of, of health issues. Uh, so it was just devastating, devastating news. Young, full of life and literally gone in an instant. Man, you know, I, I and again, I know there's really no words. I'm not looking, you know, I'm not looking for for anything like that, but it's just very sobering. Yeah. I mean, you just, you know, you never know, you know, and that's something that that is always uh, I think as we get older, we kind of see that. Um, but, you know, and, and, and better and better uh, news. You know, we had the, the Christmas holiday, which nowadays is just magical to see for the for the little ones. right? And I, I have to ask because I've thought about this a couple of times. I keep forgetting to ask. You're my link to all things what would you call like you know spicy all things spicy all things spicy you know like what are you referring to you know ethnicity you know, <laughs> i'm very i'm very uh whitewashed my life right okay Gets all things little, culture yeah you're my culture okay there, right. there, there we you go, go. All my guy culture. you're my culture consigliere <laughs> yeah my there CC. you go yep so being my culture cc i mean claudio as well mm-hmm. I, i'm very fortunate here to be the the white guy in the pod with you know, cultured friends. Uh, I'm I'm Caucasian as well, Michael. Yeah, <laughs> debatable. That's debatable. Um, so, Coquito, they're making a hell of a push. Oh yeah. I is it a brand? What? Is, <laughs> why are they trying to push it on America? I'm very confused. <laughs> no, I, I like so, it, but yeah. I'm like I I think I had it at your spot once. Mm-hmm. I think um Cheo, someone brought it. Yep. And I'm like, this is delicious. Yeah. It was like eggnog. Exactly. With that. That's all it is. It's that's it's, all it is. It's Latin. Latin style. Um, well, everything's eggnog. better Latin style. If you right. think about anything, yes. Latin dancing much better than American dance. Like, That's true. Everything's better. Yep. Um, this I hope it don't get canceled after this episode. <laughs> but w- have you heard like the ads? It's like and to round out your Christmas, make sure you get a bottle of Coquito. Yes. I'm like, what? Well, companies recently, especially like Bacardi, because the original um, Coquito recipe is is rum infused, oh, it is. right? Okay. So a lot of people nowadays they put you know different different things, whatever your alcohol of choices mm-hmm. um, but Bacardi actually started bottling Coquito seasonally now yeah um, which is I think why you see a big uh, commercial mm-hmm. push that makes sense. towards it but it's basically you know uh, um, for Americans it's eggnog mm-hmm. right and then um, on the Hispanic culture side of things right CB would you, do you guys have that? that at the holidays what do you mean you guys I'm not Hispanic bro but you, your family is. I <laughs> yes. Mean, wait, wait. yes so he's, it's at he's from, playing dumb over here basically from November 1st Till you know the end of the new year, it's just in the fridge. It's yeah, you just have bottles on deck. Sick. Yes, awesome. um, and it is delicious. And honestly, what's even better is each, um, I guess, each. I don't know. You have your Puerto Ricans, you have your Dominican style, you have your Ecuadorian style, you have your Spanish style. Any um, anybody of Latin descent has their own little recipe. Love it. Um, so it's great to try, you know, somebody else's stuff. But it usually includes, um, you know, cinnamon sticks that are that are involved in it. Different. Liquors and liqueurs, um, condensed milk. So it's very similar to to an eggnog. The mystery of getting a fresh made anything custom made from yes. people is one of my favorite things, and I lack it in my life right now. Yes. Uh, my previous firm, Kit, my manager, she was the best Irish woman, super Irish, Irish soda bread, did it up. She made the best Irish cream mm. that you could mix with your coffee. Just drink it straight. It's mm. like a, an elevated style of Bailey's. Kit, I'm telling you, I used to go into the, the I used to go into the office the next day, and she's like, "Did you like have your coffee?" I'm like, "I drank the whole thing. I drank. <laughs> it's so good, but it yeah. rocks you. Oh. It's like I don't know how to explain it. It's like you're drinking. 
it, it, you know when you drink something and you don't taste in the beginning, it tastes amazing, and then at the end you get the like, whoo, you yes. do that face. Yes. It's that, but it's a di- it's like eating hot wings. I like it. It just keeps bringing Keep you back. Going. I I was devastated because I was gonna go in the office and pick it up because she still takes care of me even though I left, and I couldn't because. Love you got the flu, oh, got the so flu I didn't want to go in and get people sick. Yeah, so I just had Irish uh, coffees you bring for the some, holidays. Bring some, Kit, yeah. help us out. Shout out, Kit. Podcast, you know your boys need some. So good. Um, no man. So Christmas, I mean, you know, as as we grow older, I guess you know some you, of us. You're real, some of us. Um, you see the evolution of really what Christmas is. You know, as an adult, you kind of like wake up, you're like, oh, no presents for me this year. Santa didn't bring me Jack for real. You know, but. The reality is it's it's about the kids and making it magical. And, you know, we always had two different rooms on Christmas Day. You know, you had your kids table, but you I mean, you were in the kids room up until you were in your early 30s. You know, yeah, we're like, still we're still in the kids. Room. You, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I'm right? still. But there's been so many seats in the adult room that are just unfulfilled now. Hmm. Um, you know, family members that that passed away, family members that are too old, family members that moved away. So I actually got the invitation you know, up to the adult room. Um, so, I mean, I was constantly checking on the kids, you know, Maddie Reg. I'm like, Matt, you good in the kids room over there? Danielle, you good in the kids room? Um, but the conversation that I was able to have with my uncles and he's bringing out like old pictures and just reminiscing while we're just stuffing our face like Gavones was um, was just a ma- it was a magical time. And it's, it's something that I'm looking forward to now as we are the the new era of uh, of what you know, the, the traditions are going to be like, you know? So I hate to say it, but I think I'm sticking with the kids' room. I, that's, <laughs> Mike th- doesn't like the politics. He doesn't, no, you I, know, because there's always the, the uncle that's talking about the pie, well, what's Trump doing, what's Biden doing, this and that. I've Mike heard wants the no stories. <laughs> I'm the party starter in our family. I'm yeah. the youngest. I was the one who always rolled in a little hungover. I would have the drinks ready. I'd be the bartender. You know how yeah, I like I to. I know how you get down. Similar to you. You like to start the party. Um, I was devastated. Because Livy got the flu, mm. so we we had a nice family time, but we didn't get to do any of that. Yeah, and my cousins FaceTimed us from the kids' table oh. because I'm known to bet with my cousin to eat a stick of butter. I'm known to find a pink vodka bottle in the fridge in the back of Uncle Jim's fridge and bring it and pass it around till it finishes. Okay, they just needed someone to spark it, you yeah. know. And my boy Daryl, Lindsay's husband. He's one of the most fun people of all time, and he was so upset. He's like, where's my drinking partner? So I'm looking forward to the following year to redo this. Um, but is that you don't realize how much you enjoy all that until you can't until do you it. Out, yeah. So as much as fun we had, and I cooked a little bit, and I sparked a little bit of that, and it was very, it was great, we, I still I felt like unfulfilled. It was a very yeah. – last episode, we were so excited. I was fired up to make hang with people, yeah. and then boom. Boom. And that's how quickly stuff stuff yeah, happens, you know. Yeah. But the good news is you'll always have, you know, next year hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. And the kids' table will be right there. Maybe next year we should both show up to make it like, listen, we missed out last year and now I'm here with Mike and we're gonna just double to your you guys. to your party. And yours. Okay. We're I'm just gonna, going. We'll do a tour, we'll <laughs> yeah, get a bus. Yeah. Um something I'm thinking about, and I don't know if it's on topic today, but traditions. Mm-hmm. As people get older and phase out of like doing the traditions. Like the seven fishes was a huge thing in my family for a long time. But I, the problem with me is I was the youngest cousin. So I missed it all. Mm-hmm. And my uh, Dana, you know, the Salvos, my wife's side, has some great traditions that they're doing and like we've been doing with the making the raviolis and um, some things. And 
there there's just stuff that I think about now. I'm like, what traditions do we want to do? And the seven fish is is definitely on the list because that whole concept is such a fun thing to do. Yes. Um, but it's not gonna be my time for a little bit. So I just gotta be training in the background like Rocky mm-hmm. until I get that fight. And you know, and then you. when you get that fight, you come out swinging. In in our household, yeah, do you we, we do the the seven um the seven carbs. Oh, really? Seven carbs. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> Yeah, potato, pasta, uh, rice, rice, so good, cookies, <laughs> so good, bread. What a spread! What am I missing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the spread. I mean, I posted. Unbelievable. It was it was, it was elite. It was elite. Right? I thought you uh, went to someone else's party. It was <laughs> yeah, and just was just posted. Did you um, make anything? No, good time. No, absolutely not. All right, it's no. fair. Aunt Linda, shout shout, shout out, out Aunt Linda. Linda. She's she's a beast. Fix me a plate. Um, and uh, okay, so I have this. <laughs> you guys are gonna laugh at this one. I have a uh, an elite parenting story. And I kind of want to know from anybody else if this has happened to you, because it was uh, it was that serious. Oh God! Build up, drum roll. Callie sleeping next to me. It's about ten thirty at night. I notice that I'm feeling something like on my foot, right? And I'm like, hmm. I'm already. Thinking but you know when you're in the dark and you're like trying to feel what's going on, so I pick this object up with my toe. I pass it to my my hand now i'm like squishing it and i'm like gum because callie's been trying gum lately and she's like no this one's spicy i don't like it i don't like you know so i'm thinking she like stuffed the gum like just threw it under the sheets and now i have it in my hand and then i'm like ah it's cookie dough maybe like i make cookies like i don't really know but it's not like just disintegrating yeah play-doh yeah right play-doh like it's not like disintegrating in my hand or anything so i'm like what the hell is it mind you it's pitch black though yeah 10 37 at night i have the wait the can, we guess? can we guess what it is? <laughs> i have the timestamp, <laughs> and you know then then i'm like what what is this because again pitch black i smell it and you already know cv said it before hit, hit me with the punchline no it was shit <laughs> It was actual shit, Michael. So was it now, chances or no? So was listen, it your shit? No, it was my daughter's <laughs> shit. curveball. It was, was, shit was it the elf in the it was, it was the elf on the shelf. It was two-year-old Dookie. So, well, because my daughter's a two-year-old, so you know, oh, not two God. years I old. Thought it was, but so, so this is what bugged me out. So now I'm like, <gasps> and like she's sleeping next to me, so I don't want to freak out. But I like throw the sheet off of me, and I'm running into the bathroom, and I look at it, and I took a I took a picture of it. Um, just so you can see, because I was baffled. This is gross. That I was just baffled that this could happen to somebody. Um, and then, sure enough, though, I know it was not brand new because it didn't smell that bad. Like it had a stench to it, so I obviously knew that it was poop, but it it wasn't as bad as you would as you would assume. Um, damn, I gotta find it. So, well, first, I guess my question is, Michael, has this ever happened to you? Don't worry, we're not gonna post it on the on the um, video feed. There's never been a rogue poop in bed, no. No. But Juliana pissed through her diaper the other day and pissed on my pants, and I stood up and thought I Little pissed nugget. my pants. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's disgusting. Little nugget. Um, that's disgusting. Oh, no, look, look, look. It's in on your YouTube. Big you ass go. hand too with those nasty calluses. Look. Oh, you can see it right here. Yeah. Boom. Oh, you can see it. All right. It's as big as a callus. It is. Look at my callus it's right disgusting. here. Oh, you left. Look, boom. Well, so these these look really bad right now. I'm showing if you're not on YouTube, you should check it out. Um, but I'm showing a picture of my callus too that's in the photo with as reference. The poop. It's reference. Well, no, because they look different. They yeah. look different because at night I actually bite them off. So they look bad. So it's at 10:37, 10:37 at night, I got hit with a little dookie action 
And uh, I'm just curious, like, did this fall out of the diaper? Did Callie, like, take it and throw it? Like, I want to know where this yeah. came from. Well, we run into rogue ones when, like, Livy's like, I want to use the potty. And then she pooped already and, like, rips her. And then yes, you just get, just... like, bowling balls down yes, the road. exactly. It's... Yeah, it, you become immune Being to it. Being a parent's gross. It's nasty. It's disgusting. Yeah, who signed up for but this? But the Juliana pissing through <laughs> on me and then me not knowing because, like, so when you feed a baby, when they wake up screaming, yep. the goal is to not wake up the rest of the house. Yes. So like you run down, you feed the baby, and their diaper's soaked, but you have to wait till they stop eating because sometimes they've pulled bottle out, they don't keep mm -hmm. eating. And when you do that, they're wet a little bit. So like they're on your lap, and you feel that it's wet, but it's not soaking through. Right. So if they pee again, they piss right through, and it gets all over you, and you look like you pissed your pants. Yes, 100%. So that is the way you start a day, and... uh yeah, it happens. That happens a good amount of time. <laughs> crazy. She doesn't throw up much anymore. She used to like, I, you know, Dana and I used to take, I don't know, maybe two or three throw ups a day mm -hmm. each. Yes, Callie. I mean, you know how Callie went down. And you get dressed and then oh, whack, whack, and you're like, wow, that's a, was a great fit. Terrible, at, uh, terrible, terrible. Um, yeah, but they the the Christmas holidays infinitely more fun with kids. Yep. Um, part of me is like, where am I going to put all this stuff? Like. The amount of babies, yes, fake that yes. are in our house. I got a, I got Livy a basketball hoop, so I'm trying to hold on to like a little bit of athleticism <laughs> in our family. And uh, we were playing a little ball, and I was showing her what's what. I played on my knees and was just dunking on her and get that out of here. She Don't knows that. Win. Don't let him win. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so it's Can't been, be. it's been good. Um, no, it's awesome. And just as quickly as Christmas came and left, it was out of my house by noon on the 26th. That's aggressive. Do you do yeah? Do you guys agree uh, with New this Year's or not? Is or not like... agree. So my thing is right. I get the tree up, literally. Team fake tree, right? Well, team, team fake tree. Hell yeah. Um, but I get the tree up pretty much like you know by November fifteenth, maybe. Yep. Um, you know, you have your Thanksgiving stuff up, but you can slide the tree in there even if it's not decorated. But because it's fake, it's got nice lights, so you just leave it there for a couple of days. Want to appreciate it, right? Yeah. And then you know, by December first, you're full throttle into Christmas mode, right? So it's there for like a good month, but then I I start to like develop this anxiety of like you know, well, do I take off from work one day? Do I have to do it on the Sunday before I go back to work on the Monday? You know, to put Is it everything a big project. Away. Uh, dismantling Christmas, yeah. not the tree. The tree is quick. Dismantling Christmas, that's some dark yeah, stuff. Yeah, right I mean, there. and then so Callie went to, she took a nap, and by the time she woke up, everything was gone. So she was like, ah, ah, Dally, what's Grinch told Christmas. And, no, so I, I wrote a note from Winter, who's the elf, and it said, Callie, um, Merry Christmas. Back. Santa needs me back to work at the North Pole. Hopefully, you're a good girl, and I will see you next year. And I left like little snacks. So she now knows that, you know, after Christmas, everything kind of goes away and it went, everything went back to the North Pole. But she every morning she wakes up, she's like, where's winter? Uh, where's winter? And I'm like, he's at the North Pole. He's winter at the North Pole. You, so you so pooped my, in bed. I stole your stuff. The answer is I'm aggressive. Is that too aggressive? Yeah, I think New Year's is typically I don't I, I actually don't know, but I believe New Year's is like the cutoff typically. Right. Yeah. Is that what people do? Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, like it, but I just listen. Whatever you can do, it's clean, it's spotless. Boom, I'm yeah. back to I'm back to life. I, part of me is the same way. Like when you see an opportunity yeah. to knock it out, you do it because you don't. I mean, nothing's worse than being like, oh, I gotta do it instead of doing something right. else. Right, that's the thing. I agree with you. You know, um, so yeah, I don't know. It was just uh, just something I was I was thinking about, but I got uh, I got blasted on Instagram. Like you're the Grinch. You you know, 
But Instagram's <laughs> rough with holidays. It is, Everyone's it is got an opinion. It is, I know. And then Team Fake Tree for his real. We were in um, the Westchester Mall walking around just like getting out of the house. And we were looking at Nordstrom's trees, fake mm-hmm. trees. I was like, oh, it's a nice tree. Now we know. Like, because we got it from Home Depot. You know, ours was like 200 bucks. And yeah, I was crooning, I was crooning about that. I'm like, 200 bucks. We're going to use it for 40 years, right. probably. I'm never going to get a new one. <laughs> um, and we go in Nordstrom, and I'm like, oh, it's a nice tree. I look at the tag. $1,500. $1,500. What, and they does still, it come with the presents? Does it come with a person? Like, $1,500. Like, was, was it those uh, balsams or whatever? Yeah, I think oh, they were. Yes. They were really nice. That's a great candle I have. Mahogany balsams. Well, isn't that what well, it's a brand, a brand, tree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's but, a type but, of a... <laughs> but they had Charlie Brown trees for $700. Like, what is they the, had... Oh, like the they, little they, they, Remember that little one I had? Yes, yeah. No, there's like stick, space, stick, space. Oh, like, it's terrible. And there was $700. I'm like, first off, who buys this? Probably Gucci trees. Who's buying this? That's probably what it was. Um, so I, I that's, that's absurd. Listen, um, <laughs> I don't understand it. So, so today, I basically pulled a bunch of questions that are more like business related. And I think it's cool because, you know, we're at the point that there's constantly, you know, conversations that I'm having with individuals They'll write a question in and it's, it's good stuff. So now we're able to kind of lump it together. Um, and I figured because it's, you know, the new year and it's what basically week three of 2023 here, we're able to talk about, you know, some of the questions that came in. So CV will introduce, um, I guess the first question, how many we got CV three or four or five? Something like that. Three or four or five. Three or four or five. Um, so third week in January, I'm probably sitting at maybe 11% body fat. <laughs> yeah, you think? Washboard abs. Huge peach. Yeah. My peach is really <laughs> huge peach. CV, before we get into the questions, though, let them know where we get this protein at. We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at Orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NOSNOOZE30. Again, that's no snooze 30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, my Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two-pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. Um, CV, hit us with Questy, numero uno. Shoulders, right? <laughs> Shoulders. Michael, where do you get your roids? Actually, Michael. Oh, no. In the three weeks that have passed so far. Focus. Are your calves bigger? <laughs> yes. Sorry. Not Next. by much. Next. Not by much. <laughs> Okay, real question number one. What are some questions you ask yourself when a new year rolls around? Uh, we spoke about this uh, last episode. Go listen. Um, <laughs> well no. Um, well yeah, so I think a, the new year is a good time to kind of reevaluate. I do want to get to a place, though, that I'm reevaluating more often than just in the new year. Um, but I definitely remember thinking of a question, you know, what – what was something that kind of slowed down my progress throughout the year? 
um, to try to not have that happen in the new year. But sometimes it's circumstantial, it's individuals, um, it's experiences, it's, you know, you know, you might hit a, a bump in the road along the way. So it's trying to identify the, the things that really slow you down throughout the year. I remember specifically going through that motion and writing some of the things down. But the reality is when I was answering my question, there was like four out of the 10 things that slowed me down that I couldn't really avoid. You know, so I think it's also having an understanding of like, you know, along the way, things are definitely going to happen. Um, I remember thinking to myself, and this is a question that I, I actually heard on a podcast, which is, you know, I kind of dove in a little bit deeper for myself. But does your career still make you happy? Hmm. That's a big one. And I had a great conversation with my Uncle Joe and I was asking him about golf. Right. And he was re he's retired. He was a very, very successful businessman uh, for years. And he's like, I don't golf anymore. And immediately I started thinking of Mike because he kind of said the same thing. But I said, so why? And he's like, well, you know, during my career when he was, you know, working, he loved to golf because it was kind of an outlet for him. And now for whatever reason, now that he's not working, he got to a place that he was decent in golf, as he calls decent, 87 to, you know, 92 which is a, a stinks. Uh, yeah, but it's I'm a, I mean, to us, it's a great score. <laughs> Uncle Joe, I'm just messing right? with you. But that's a great yeah. score. But he yeah. said, you know, I got to the place to where like, I'm decent. I could play with anybody, but I'm getting frustrated because I can't get over that hump, right? I can't crack 85. And he's like, what am I doing being retired and engaging in an activity that is frustrating me? You know, yeah. and just for whatever reason, he's like, and he's the most calm guy in the world, but it's evaluating those things in your life that like you, you might've done it forever, right? Like he played golf pretty much his whole life. And then at some point it just wasn't fun for him anymore. And he was like, I don't want that energy in my life. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last thing that I, I definitely know that I've evaluated as the, the end of the year came is what made me um, proud this year. You know, and how can I do more of of that type of stuff? And, you know, it's a little cliche, but it definitely comes down to the the fatherhood conversation, being a good friend, experiencing these things. Um, but not only focusing on the negative as you assess your year, but also understanding what are some of the positive things that you like to do more of. Yeah. Um, so those are the those are a couple questions. Yeah. I mean, the big process, once again, boys, <laughs> um, I, I try to just ask like one very overarching question and then see where it leads. But mm -hmm. it's like, um, what do you want for the new year? Right. Like the big question is, am I still heading in the direction of what I want? Do I want the same things? Do I want to be selling real estate? Do I want to be investing real estate? Do I want to be working these hours? Do I want to be selling these types of properties? Um, do I want to be in this house? Do it like just a very general. And then like this year, my big re recalibration was like, all right, I don't necessarily want to be the number one real estate agent in Greenwich. What I really want is to have the, you know, a portfolio of properties that, allows me to live a lifestyle that I want to build, right? It's yes. a it's a subtle change because a lot of decisions you can make to become the number one real estate agent is a ego stat versus a like what makes me happy stat. So it's it's a subtle change. It's one that it's easy to get wrapped up in it and just realizing like, all right, well, I'm not optimizing for this goal. I'm optimizing for this other goal. And the only way I get there is to maybe be, I don't have to be the most efficient person. I have to be efficient when I need to be, but I think I need to optimize a little more for happiness mm -hmm. because I went a little too far one way and I, I cut out a lot of things that I enjoyed 
for example, cooking, like I don't cook really anymore for enjoyment. I cook for like efficiency and diet mm-hmm. where I think if you can do once a week where you cook for joy, it adds a little element of happiness that, yes. you know, translates. And the vision that I really saw clearly towards the end of this year, as I had a lot of time to sit home with the family and just kind of meander in thought is being the person that can host and enjoy people's company and create relationships that then translate to other things that are fun, challenging, and are exciting and, you know, have progress involved in them. So, you know, having people over, creating a relationship, and then doing something with it that helps both people. Um, And this is very vague conversation, but just the vision of like, you know, it's Saturday night, we're going to Mike's, he's going to be cooking outside in the pizza oven, you know, and then maybe the next day I have some type of business meetings where I'm trying to acquire a building and mm-hmm. my 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 interest in the cooking translates because they have a pizza oven there and it's like, oh, that's cool. Like, So I think to have an interesting life, you need to be interesting. So one of the things in New Year is to be a little more interesting and not give up that quirkiness that part of me was trying to kill off mm-hmm. to be more of a businessman. But that was to optimize to be a number one agent, whereas reality, I don't really care. Does that make sense? I love it. Like if you told me, I mean, the reality is if you told me um, you don't have to sell one more property and you can acquire all the properties you want, I don't know if I'd sell property. Because I enjoy the investment side Mm -hmm. more than the sales side. Not say I don't enjoy it. But if you gave me the option to do more of one or the other, I'd want to buy more. I just can't do it yet. Right. So it's more of a means to an end. Mm. So I, I've thought about that a lot lately because yeah. it's been hard because mm-hmm. I've spent a lot of time investing in the sales side of it. Yep. And uh, it's kind of like the Batman thing. I think at one point, maybe you get to a very good level and you just walk away. And people are like, where did he go? Where, where, did, all he go? The, where did Instagram go? You just Italy. delete the Instagram. <laughs> See, I mean, that's a vision yep. is to like have that kind of... Uh, connection to that's where like the tradition conversation comes Mm -hmm. from like that's let me put it this way if you wanted to work with me and you love italy and we have a conversation and you're like oh you know you're gonna help me with my investments and you know i want to kind of build a portfolio and like wait you you go to italy every year and you spend like a month there and you get all this food and you bring it back and like that's a big part of it and you just kind of turn off your phone and people know that when you're away for that month it is what it is but then when you're back here you really fit mm-hmm. so like that vision is something that I'm trying to hold on to whereas I felt like I was getting pulled into the rat race more this year yeah. with the hustle of covid in the last 2 years and now it's like recalibrating's been hard but the, the over overarching question of what do you want is the most sobering one that I keep thinking about and having the kids and not having the time to commit as much has made me recalibrate that and be okay with it. I like it. Whereas in the past it stressed me out. Mm-hmm. Well said. Beautiful. Okay. The big ramble. No, it's good. The big process and uh, the big dream. Copy. <laughs> big dream. Yeah. Big dream. It's fair. Um, all right. Question number two. Shout out my free Starbucks, by the way. Flexus. Flexus. No, the gift actually, that keeps delivering. This was actually a free Starbucks. Oh, 50 nice. stars. Was that? You got 50? No, so you, you build up your star points yeah, right, with Starbucks. But Is that 50 oh, coffees? I think I you have that? It's only too. 50. No, so to get a coffee, though, like if you get a macchiato or something, it's 150 stars. 
So you have to build up those points and then you can get it. But my hack to this, right, is I get a regular coffee, three shots, coconut milk, one Splenda, extra large, which is a venti, and it's only 50 stars. Because it's technically a regular coffee with the added shots. But when you get something that's already named a macchiato or something like that, 150 stars. Branding. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Come on. But this still would be like eight bucks. Bamboo. Winning. Bamboo, they have a uh, a walnut shrimp. I get the rock shrimp, which is an app. I love it. And way more, way more of shrimp. And then I get a, a beef um, lo mein, and I mix it all together. I, and better than any meal you've had. Oof, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Th- that little, those little hacks make me so happy. <laughs> yeah. It's just like gaming the system. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Uh, Questy number two. Talk to us. This is a, this is a long one. Hold on. <clears throat> Recently received a job promotion, which landed me in the top shipping company in the world. AP Mahler Maersk? Mersk. Mersk. Yes, AP Mersk. That's yes. the container thing, right? Yes, it's a yeah, shipping container shipping, company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been in the industry for over 10 years and being here only a few months, I see how many things I would change and make better. In your opinion, should should I share the policies and procedures that I oversaw at my previous company that I know worked or do I or do you think that's a bad move? Mm. So it's funny. So I know this individual, right? So they basically got a job promotion. They were actually working for the number three company um, and then got transferred with a promotion to the number one company. Um, AP Moeller Mersk, right? That's what that's what it is. Um, and the question, you know, is a little. It, it's a tough question because basically, do you take the experience, but specifically the policies and procedures that you oversaw at your previous company, because it's in the same industry, you've been there for ten years. Do you take that and now put it into implementation in the new gig? I would have right? a follow up question. Is he in charge of you of people? Yeah, so there it's the definitely size, a, it's the same. It's, what? It's the size of the uh, well, the I mean, same? I know Mersk Mersk owns like 650 ships. Um, you know, they move like almost 700 billion in product a year. Um, so it's a big it's a very large company. But so I told and I told him and I said, "One, you're risky for, you know, cuz I know everybody at Mersk is listening to the Notion News podcast." So <laughs> the fact that you're putting this out there, you know, and I said that I would answer it on the pod. Um but so I do think you have to be careful of the specific information you bring from one company to the next. Right. You probably have a legal team that you could consult to see, like, if it is really a policy and procedure of like Nike, can you actually bring it over to Reebok? Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's things like that. Uh, but I think just making it more general in terms of you going into a leadership role. Right. Because I can definitely re- relate to that on, on some level. You have two options when you see things that you can evolve and yet you can make better. I'm a big believer of taking time to really see how things work when you're new, even in that leadership role versus being a bull that goes in and makes rapid fire change. Some will argue though, that the rapid fire change is like a good spark for a company. Um, It brings a little hostility to the mix, but I am CV shaking his head, but I am definitely one that likes to sit back and really understand and maybe like get specific on one thing that I can make better um, versus, you know, 12 things that you can change in the company. Um, I will. Isn't he going from three to one? What? Yes. So it's not from the number one company to the third company. No, but specifically with the 
with the policies and procedures. Can you take policies but what, well, of a number three and yeah. bring it to a number one? I, I think you got to be careful. Well, well that's question, why I ask the size because sometimes the the three may not be as big right. as the yeah. one, and there I don't know. I don't know. You know. Yeah. Um. So it cannot. It doesn't always apply. Right. You know, if you're stepping down, it may apply. And mm-hmm. even then, I think it may not even apply then either. It yeah. depends on. And and I do have another follow-up question. This one's to you. Give it to me, Steve. <laughs> um, what happens when there's a pressure or an, ex- or an expectation to make these kind of rapid, quick changes? Because based on, on your team? answer, mm-hmm. yeah, based on his answer, you know, take your time, kind of see what's what's working, what's not, oh, see how it works. Saying. Right. So they want to see results. Right. Right. What if. So I would have a full transparent conversation with I'm sure you have a supervisor. Right. So that one person I would have this conversation with to basically say, hey, listen, I have these policies and procedures that I understand have worked in the past for my old company. Do you see that there's any level of of conflict here? Now, if they say, listen, go balls to the wall, you know, I want to see and implement change because I will say this. I've seen personally people at the extreme top. They don't like being the bad guy and they might want you to be the bad guy because that's happened to me before. Right. But you still have to be careful because if you're in charge of you know, individuals, you're looking for an, a lasting relationship. Yes, you want results and you want numbers. But I think going in and, and making those hammer decisions very quickly before people have that respect for you. It's tough because if people really want to sabotage you behind the scenes, there's way more of them than there is one of you, you know. Um, and I don't really know if I answered the question, but go ahead. No, I would just need more info, you know, to, uh, something I think about now. Is, would you bring old stuff to a new company? That's really the question. We mean old stuff, like old stuff that, you know, worked in a previous position. Would you bring that to a new company? I think you can apply elements of stuff that works, but I would worry about changing everything right. because. I think if there's no transition, people mm. feel like lost. Yes. You know? And you can really shake stuff up. Yeah. And then, I mean, unless you're firing people and bringing in new people, mm-hmm. then it's a fresh start. But if you're bringing, you're trying to bring like, there people have a ownership, which is a good thing, I would imagine, right? Yep. This isn't my wheelhouse at all. But people have an ownership. You have to keep that intact somehow and then add some things to it so they still have the ownership and they're making the change. Right. Like if you can make them make the changes and feel like they're, it's their mm-hmm. ownership. Yeah. It's hard though. I don't thing I ask is like maybe there's a reason they're number one. You know, maybe there's not. A lot of number ones fall because they're stuck in their old ways. Yep. So you gotta what I my philosophy for my own business, which I'm keep I keep retooling, but a consistent thing is how would I put myself out of business? Every time I do something, I'm like, all right, if I'm going after <laughs> Yeah. Serious. True. So I think like, all right, well, can someone duplicate this? And if they can, how do I make it so there's some type of, um, you know, uh, what's the word? Moat around me. Mm-hmm. It's never perfect, but I always try to like put myself out of business, which is good and bad, right? Yep. Like sometimes you do the same thing over and over and you build the consistency and et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes then that gets too ingrained where you can't pivot so that when someone else comes in, you get knocked out anyway. So. Right. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. No, it's it's tough, but I mean there's definitely two there's really just there's only two options there when when anybody from a general standpoint moves from one position to another in another company, same sort of industry or not. Yeah. You take the bull approach yeah. and you kind of go crazy and implement a lot of change, but knowing that there's going to be some kickback along the way or you take your time to understand really everything that goes on within the organization which is my personal opinion on things yeah um and it, it's going to take you a little bit longer but that's the transition phase that i think you were yeah. you were talking about yep uh yeah so for me i just don't like the variables of lots of people 
So like everything I do is optimized for less people, right? Which right. is a d approach, and yep. part of the reason is I like the creation of things, and the coming my visions come into reality, but my visions versus like a company's visions. Yes, yep. you know my visions with people, obviously, but when you have fifty people, it gets so watered down. It's not even yep. you know. Yep. But I mean that's a off topic. But yeah, congratulations by the way. Yeah, congrats to that person. I would. I mean, you're doing some right. Yeah. If you're so, I trust your gut. <laughs> my bad. My, my talk to us. Uh, <clears throat> I know you guys have mentioned that you both manage a small and large team. Have you ever struggled to work with, with or manage people who you have had a personal friendship with? Yeah, I don't really manage it all, though. You know, like That's I'm never in a. Have you ever been on the other side? Of what? Getting Working managed with a friend. Yeah, but uh, I don't. We've always been like in partner levels, which has made it a lot easier. Mm -hmm. um, I don't do well with management in general. Let's let's start there, like managing people or being managed. Like when I worked for a real estate firm, like I loved everyone, but I still, for whatever reason, did not want to be coached. Not coached. Didn't want to be told when I could do something or not do something. Because yeah. my thought was like, at the end of the day, if I don't make this sale, it's my ass. Mm -hmm. So if I have the ball in my hands, I'm calling the play. Which I, you know, was not a right attitude yep. for a team. No, no, no. I got you. That's how I felt about things. Um, I've been on both sides of this this spectrum, and it's tough. I've had one supervisor that was a really good friend of mine, but he abused me. Like Jesus. literally to the point this that turn. from a from a work standpoint, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, but basically felt like, oh, I need to do any and everything to make him look good because I was his boy gotcha. and I hated it. Yeah, literally. I despised it. I mean, I did the job, but I got out of there as soon as I could. Um, now I'm in a position that I have very strong personal relationships with people that I you know, do supervise, but they, the majority of them grew from the workplace. Um, but I think you have to be, you have to have an honest and, and very serious conversation with yourself that, you know, work is more important at that moment than the friendship is right. Your friend in that moment does not pay your bills. Mm -hmm. You're there to do a job. Now, if you can't, make that decision in your head, then you should not be a supervisor, in my opinion. Yeah. I think you have to set clear expectations, because this is something that I've had to do, clear expectations with the individuals that you're close to personally, but you also supervise, that like, listen, and this is a conversation that I've had too, when we're off work and we're hanging out, that conversation really doesn't come into the workplace, especially around other people. Yeah. Right. Because you don't have an obligation to let everybody else know how cool you are with somebody as long as you guys are you know, doing things by the book and making sure. But I'll be honest, there's times that, you know, even in my one on ones, when I have conversations with individuals that I'm close to, there's a portion that it's a one on one conversation. Now you can get personal with that individual. Um, but I think at the end of the day, the most responsible thing to do is to be fair um, in the workplace regardless. Right. But you have to establish that conversation with that person that you're close to because people have expectations that like, oh, yeah, he's my boy. You know, you should just do this. And there's been times that I've been taken advantage of. And then you got to, you know, throw the fishing line out, reel it back in, have a serious conversation. Like, listen, this is your role. This is my role from a professional standpoint. You can't really mix up the two. Uh, but I think it's a, a difficult thing. I don't think it's easy to manage. Uh, but I think 
your f- closest friends will be extremely understanding um, and they want you to succeed versus putting you in a bad position. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like they don't want to, they should never want to expose you. They have the right intentions. Exactly. The people that are really closest to you will want to see you do, do well in that position. Um, Yeah. I think again, it just comes to communication. Mm -hmm. I mean, right. Like if it's not working, if it's working, whatever it is, if you can communicate, then if it works or it fails, you're still going to be friends with the person. So there's no real pressure on it. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And, and to answer the the answer to the question always it was have you ever struggled right yeah um and yes i definitely have struggled yeah, yeah. i struggle with um when a client is a good or a friend and you're giving them the info a lot of everything comes back to like you do what you can control and it is what it is when you cuz then there's no animosity towards like it's like all right well that's your decision we'll run with it mm-hmm. see what happens right so like recently i've had some deals where they've been overpriced or they have not ideal timing, but it's what the people wanted to do. And there's no animosity on my end of like, well, if we put it on for this, it would have sold. Like there's no defenseness, defensiveness anymore. It's more of it is what it is. And if it works great, if not, you move on mm-hmm. and someone else sells the property. It just wasn't meant to be. It frees me up for another opportunity. Yep. Whereas in the past, I'd be like, ah, I want to sell that. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you use someone else to sell it. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. And Absolutely. I've seen in the past where that's kind of um, hindered me more than anything versus being very, like, matter of fact about it. All right, well, if you want to keep using me, great. If not, it's it's fine, you know. Yeah, just, I can see that being a money thing uh, in, in real estate, too. People, for whatever reason. I mean, it happens yeah, all the time, yeah, you know. Yeah. It, even take, like, um, take a business, right? Even something like this. How many friends have you had that are like, yo, 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 hook me up with free merch? Or how many times have you had somebody that you go up to them? Cause I have too. you assume that because it's their company, there's no cost involved. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, so yeah. you want the service for free when in reality you're going to buy the, you know, something that's three times the price yep. um, for you. It might be like, Oh, well, Mike, maybe you should hook me up, take off that two and a half percent. But yeah. it's like, but that's how I feed my family. Yeah. There's, that, <laughs> you know? That's a whole nother where like, it makes sense in some scenarios, but in the majority of scenarios, when you offer something for free, then there's no there's no expectation there, mm-hmm. right? Which makes it worse versus just perform to what you should be paid or more mm-hmm. for that person and they'll be happy regardless. Right. So it's that's a tricky one too. Yes, definitely. But it's, I mean, fortunately, I haven't done a lot of stuff where my friends have pushed for that. And if they have, in my eyes, I'm like, you know what? It's not worth the, it's fine. I'll figure it out. Um, But like general clients, I don't do it anymore at all. I don't give any breaks because I'm like, again, I'm not optimizing for selling the most properties. So I don't care. You can use me or not use me. But if you use me, I'm going to- That's what it costs. Yeah, that's what it costs. It's one of those things now. Yeah, I like that. But that's a change. Before, I was like, I'll do anything Mm -hmm. for a deal. Like, not anything. Ethically, I was always- always I'll do anybody for a deal. I I mean, I'll do anything. I was always ethical, but I wasn't (laughs) confident in my value and that I had enough deals. Yes. Whereas now, I'll do deals that aren't ideal, but not at a discount. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And I've actually toyed around about increasing- and saying like, listen, I show everything. I don't do the dual. Like I might just start charging everyone three, and mm-hmm. it is what it is. It's like a a, a barber, yep. and you go up in price, and you lose twenty percent, but you make it up, and you do less. And smart. So, but it, it's tough. Um, CV, from your perspective, you have, you manage a uh, a large team. 
what uh would would you say uh is a short answer to I guess that question from your perspective? <clears throat> the managing friends, yeah, or personal relationships. Yep. Um it's definitely difficult. It's definitely not easy. And I think uh being clear with uh with the expectation across the board is probably the most important. I do believe though that it's always, you know, the other, especially if you're supervising somebody versus the the other way around, at least on my my experience. Yep. Um, that, you know, feelings get, you know, tarnished, damaged, or we get sensitive. Um, because at the end of the day, business is business. And whether you're a friend or not, you still got to go about the business, no matter whether it was your friend or not. Yeah. And some people can't always, you know, cross that bridge or Except get comfortable with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Part part of um, great, that's good input, CV. Like, I agree. I think not holding grudges on stuff and like the big, so the biggest thing in the real estate world is like you have a listing and then you lose the listing and then they hire someone else. And then that person like sells it at a discount, but they didn't give you the discount. They didn't give you the discount. Correct. Whereas now I'm like, you know, I, we had to go through that process for them. It was something, maybe it didn't make sense at the time. Things change in life. I'm not doing it for the money, right? Like I'm doing it. Yes, I'm doing it to put food on the table, et cetera, but it's more of like the learning, the the game of it, uh, using it for my personal investments, mm-hmm. like the experience, and then also making sure that whoever client I'm using feels as though I worked my ass off and maybe it didn't pan out, but I tried. Right. Right? Versus like he promised all the shit he didn't try. You know, you, you can't you can't argue effort a lot mm-hmm. of the time. You could argue strategy, timing, price markets but you can't argue effort so if at the end of the day they're like listen he tried maybe his strategy wasn't correct or whatever then i'm okay with that but if someone's like you didn't work you didn't work as hard as you said you were going to work and i feel it's cheated that i used you then that's something i feel you know it would hinder right that relationship so now it's like at this point it's if something expires someone else said go for that couldn't do it yep you know i didn't have the 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 chops to get it done at the time maybe that's the lightness of being in the industry now is like, if I sell something, maybe it wasn't because of me, right? It might've mm-hmm. been the market. So yep. you can't be too high on your own stuff. You just got to keep doing it. And it's, it's what it is. Yes, sir. Very good. Um, <clears throat> okay. Next question. If you can pinpoint Price. one lesson or concept that you know to be true in both business and fitness from your experience thus far, what would it be? It's a good question. Uh, what's in it for me? <laughs> like that's how people everyone thinks and it's not a, a bad thing people think that way but a lot of the times wait when, do you think everybody thinks that way yeah and not a bad thing right like wait how did you take that question a lesson i learned to be a, true a lesson you learned to be true that people think what's in it for me most of the time what's my incentive in fitness, everything and everything okay right like when you have conversations with people, there's always some type of motive and it's not bad. Like, like there's no bad motive, right? Like you have goals, you have um, aspirations. And if we have a conversation, it's much easier to get to a level of ground. If I understand what you want, right? Like relationships, the gym, like, what do you want? I want aesthetic. Like when I talk to AC, right? Mm-hmm. I want 10% body fat. Like if I never had that conversation, he puts me on a different schedule and it doesn't doesn't do good for either of us. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but in every conversation, every I you know, 
what's what's your motive for the holiday? My kids that have the best time ever. Okay, well, if you're optimizing for that, like, let's focus on them. So that's something that I feel like a lot of people guess. Whereas if we were more upfront about like, this is what I want out of the situation. And I'm not saying you put friendships and things aside, but if you can make sure it fits within that, then everyone would be a lot more um, on the same page. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Much different than my initial thought that came in. Um, and you'll like this one because it's extremely simple, but especially in business and fitness, um, you know, even relationships, it doesn't matter what it is. I think the biggest lesson that I've learned thus far is that good things take a lot of time, right? In fitness, for you to just start on your journey, you know, you might have some changes over the course of weeks, couple months, you know, maybe stick with it for a year, you're going to have some change. But to really reap benefits, you need to be in it for the long haul, right? For me, it's not only about the aesthetic anymore. Of course, I know that the work that I put in now is going to make me look a certain way, but it's also for, you know, my overall health and well-being, uh, both physically and mentally, because I know the benefits of what it does. Um, in business, I think good things take time, right? Like the role that I'm in now has taken, you know, a, it's taken me seven years of being in the same organization to finally feel like I have the full support of the team. Not that my job is done, but in year two, I wanted the results and we always want the results so quick. But now that it's year seven and that compound effect of doing the same things that we always talk about, now you start to reap benefits. And I think as you continue in life, you have a decision to make. You know, are you going to be one that is going to basically quit after some time? Maybe you switch careers a bunch of times, which is fine. But then you jump in, you know, you you did 10 years here. Now you go somewhere else and then you end up retiring. Or are you going to stay with the same trajectory, even in your financial journey, right? Are you going to pull out of that market when things get tough or are you going to stay in it? Mike is a cook, right? Well, he's back in the game. It's a vague comment. Back in the game as a cook. I don't know about cook. The way that I'm kind of looking at it is like if you have all of the ingredients and the way society kind of feeds us is we have everything at our disposal. You can learn literally anything pretty much overnight if you wanted to, right? I know a lot of experts, they talk about like if you just put 20 hours into something, you will have a general knowledge of what that's about. But so say we have an ingredient ingredient list for the cake that we're going to bake. And we have everything to a T. We have all the information we need. We have all of our ingredients in front of us. We have the oven that it needs to go in. But all we do is we switch that cake that's supposed to be baked at 400 degrees for 45 minutes. And we bump it up to 800 degrees for 20 minutes. We sped the process up. But your cake probably tasted like doo-doo. Probably not good. Burnt, probably. It probably burnt. I mean, it's cooked. And you did like your job, you made a cake, but if you really just took the time that was required, it's the same thing in life. You know, sometimes we won't reap benefits until the full recipe is cooked, Mm. but we just try to like gas it, you know, and we cook things too quickly, a steak, right? Yeah. If you cook a steak at double the temperature for half the time, you can have a raw inside, which some people might like. Yeah. But- that's not the 
that's not the recipe. Yeah. It's not the best way to roll. So I think the lesson for me is good things Crock-pot. take time. <laughs> to build on that metaphor, then on top of that, you ask the person, how do you like your cake? Do you like it a little dry, a little moist? <laughs> right? How do you like <laughs> your like steak? Do you like it dry, a little moist? <laughs> a little. And that leads to the relationship, which is everything. Yes. Like people are everything, mm-hmm. right? Like I've been thinking a lot about this. The people that are at the top of the top, professionally, fitness-wise, they have people that when stuff hits the fan or they need to recommend something, they have someone for every – they always have a guy, yep. right? Like if you look at even the mafia, like they got a guy. Like you need something, I got a guy for that. You got, I got a guy. Like mm-hmm. the, the level of network um, professionally, personally for happiness and – you know, business is the same. It's it doesn't need to be bigger, but the quality of people within the network has to be high quality. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Like a volume game's fine, but if you have certain types of people in your life that you can, you know, we're fortunate to have you for the fitness stuff, right? I'm fortunate now to have AC as well. So like that having those people that you trust, respect to be able to be a specialist in something that you're not is where kind of the magic happens is having that network and the time of the relationship where you're on the level where you trust them enough to take their advice mm-hmm. and actually use it. Right. And apply right. it or recommend people to them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Like if someone was like, Hey, do you know anyone who does audio visual? I'd be like, Oh, I got this guy. His name's Claudio. He's tremendous. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I'm confident in sending him over and I know that person will be happy is because I know a skill set because I've dealt with him for a long time. I respect him. So like, Time, to your point, is a big factor that, and then understanding like, all right, well, you know, this person wants this certain thing. Let me go fulfill it with my network. It's right. very simple, but it's hard to do. It is hard to do, and we we work like quick creature, the quick creature. We want everything yeah. quick, yeah. you know, like, and that's me too. I absolutely. Yeah. But looking back, um, CV, the big experience. From your forty, <laughs> from your forty years on this planet, um, I dropped. It. <laughs> no, we're not talking about his age. Dane, really? Listen, Dane is actually two years older than Claudia. Oh. So. <laughs> you're me in so, trouble now. <laughs> so you know, um, no, just curious. And it doesn't even have to be fitness and business. It could be business and you know whatever it is that you think kind of tie in. But most of the time, it's going to kind of tie into everything. So yeah. just curious. Well, what would you say? What would I say? Um. I think patience is king. So that kind of goes with what you were saying. And I'm not one to be patient. So that's something that I that resonated when you were saying it. Um, so being patient and allowing things to kind of work themselves out. I also have a tendency of um, and trying to anticipate things that don't need anticipation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's a struggle because, again, the lack of patience. and Like worry? No, uh, no, no, no. Like even anything. Like let's say we're going to do a deal, you know, and, you know, Maybe it's worth giving. My, my dad always says, "Is you know, give time, time." So giving the amount of time that's needed for the whatever it is to to develop, um, versus me being like, "Hey, Mike, do you have a deal? Do you have a deal? Like, what's going on? Like, you know, gotcha. just being on it." Yep. So the point yeah. that maybe now you get annoyed because like, oh, this guys, back up, back. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, it puts yeah. a, so too that's, much like right. Pressure. So that's kind of something that um that I always try to say myself to to give time time allow things to kind of unfold and develop versus me rushing rushing it anticipating it trying to adjust it and that's something that for me is tough because I'm as impatient as they come um so you know 
Oh my God, this is top five worst feelings in the world when you have to sneeze and you like really can't get it out. Like, you know, when it's just like stuck and it kind of tickles. No, I get my top, sneezes out. Top five worst feelings. My sneeze never Top gets, five. You know why? You know why it's stuck in there? Why? Because your nose is like a. a, a <laughs> it's fucking blocked it's off. It's crooked. I know. I know. It's but like in three hundred. Like your three hundred guys are in the. <laughs> <laughs> um, was that it, CV? Or we, what uh, we got? There's one more. One more. Yes, this is my favorite question of the day. Okay. I think we need to answer in order, though. I think Mike's gonna go Mike, first. Mike, don't rub on the yes. mic. How many times a day do you eat? All depends. Day. Bye. <laughs> All day. Yeah. It depends. <laughs> um. Like is meals? this question based on the holidays? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. holidays. Yeah. So holidays, we're trying to make weight. Holidays, it's continual. Yeah, it's just nonstop. <laughs> like, literally snacking. Twenty-three all out day. of twenty-four hours. <laughs> um, I would say like typically four to six. Yeah. Like, and, and, and how do you str- how do you bad like, days? But like, how do you, wait, so you bad eat, days? You eat four or five times a day. Yeah, I prep. Still meal prep. Yeah. No, I, mean, I know, but five five meals. Yeah, just microwave pork, rice, potatoes. Um, Not snacking, meals. Meals. Uh, so technically, I, I know like David's yogurt. answer. My man rolls up with a cooler to work, so yeah. I know. But like, do you <laughs> count his eggs as a meal? No, that's a snack for oh. him. My man. Has, no, 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 no. He comes I'll, in I mean, with a Yeti down, cooler, like a, a big a tundra, <laughs> so the like seventy. Yeah, I mean, I'm um, the big Yeti. I've been yeah. trying to. I I personally found that, like, the one meal a day was good because I didn't have to worry about food, and I just <laughs> ate like. All the variations you didn't have to I did, about anything. The all well, all the variations I did like worked for efficiency and lack of doing things, but mentally we're not. Good. Yeah. So I think you, that that type that was of a big that style though was um, to survive. Uh, it goes against what I was saying. Like you're yeah, gonna yeah, get the results quick, 100%. but it's not really sustainable over time. In the moment, it was like I don't have time to do anything yes. because I'm so overwhelmed with everything going on, real estate, kid. Like with live, yep. so I was like, "How can I just not have to work?" Like I just won't eat, and it was <laughs> it was a terrible strategy, so but it worked. Yeah. But then I realized, like, and I read a bunch of stuff. Like, if you don't have any carbs in your system, your anxiety is elevated, which then in turn um, hurts your thought process, your brain. So I've really tried to think about, like, yes, maybe it's more effort, but it's worth it because then I'm calmer. I've eaten. I'm not like ravenous. I'm not distracted. Ravenous. So now it's Good breakfast, word. lunch, dinner. Um, and then there's a couple snacks in between. Sometimes I don't get the snacks in in the morning yep. and then I have a snack like at night, but I haven't been super strict yeah, during no, this, no, no. this beginning of, uh, Juliana's life, but I'll be honest, not being super strict, I've actually maintained way better than I thought, right. but I think it's because AC set me up where like, even though maybe I'm, I'm only performing at 70%. All of the work previously has kind of conditioned my body. Yes. Because I'm eating rice, potato. Like yep. I'm eating, I'm not eating, I'm eating a little bit of crap, but not the most of it's just the meal ma- prep. The majority of the stuff you're eating is, yeah. is solid. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's so many different times a year, but I'll give you the, you know, the typical, I guess, what I, what I consume. Um, and it would be four, 17 meals per day. <laughs> it would be four meals a day. Um, on top of that, probably two shakes. Um, so I go. Oh, so you sh- do do the shakes. Yeah, I do shake in the morning. You know, right after workout to get something in my system. But then I do the the eggs, banana, oatmeal. So is that a meal? That's, that's a, meal. a meal. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yep. that's a meal. Um, and then for two straight meals, I have pretty much the same thing. It's either ground turkey, chicken, yep. steak. Uh, but typically not those two meals. Actually, no steak. Um, so ground turkey, chicken, um, maybe a turkey burger, tuna. 
and a vegetable, mm-hmm. right? For two times. Oh, we're gonna specific. And then, uh, yeah. And then um, my dinner is typically a large amount of protein, preferably a nice T-bone the size of a plate, um, and a bag of salad. Yeah. Uh, so if it's not the steak, then I do fish. Nice. Um, and then at you know nighttime, I'll have another shake. Yeah. Um, so I try to get basically f- what? What's what's the night shake? Uh, no, it's just protein shake. Um, so you have do protein you milk or, or yeah, almond, yeah. So I always try to get almond milk or water. I, yeah. uh, well, I mean, Whatever. depends. It could be lactate. It could be almond milk. It could be water. Really depending on what it is. But I always try one of the foundations of my. Um, I guess the way that I'm maintaining now is to always make sure that I have 200 to 250 grams of protein for the day. Um, so if I can't get a meal in at some point, um, you know, I make sure that I have that that second shake. And if I'm doing that, I've noticed, I don't know if this analogy makes sense, but my I feel like my body is like a, a thing of toothpaste. It's full. Right? It's full. No. So the toothpaste container is the same size. Every single time you go to brush your teeth. But as you get towards the end, and that would be equivalent to you during holiday season, it gets like harder to like take that toothpaste actually out of the container. Yeah. Right? Because it starts to empty. Right? Yeah. Mike's looking at me funny. Yeah, because I'm trying to follow this one. So, no. So, it's it gets harder. So, even though my body's the same. It gets harder and harder throughout the year, depending on the season that it is, right? So I'm squeezing stuff out, but at the beginning of the year, when I'm so focused, I have all my meals in check, I have everything, but it just takes more effort, right? The same thing in the gym. Yeah, I'm doing the same types of workouts, but sometimes it takes a little bit more to get it out. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, So I don't know if that analogy... Is that because... Is that because... um, That's a bad one? Bad one. No, I mean, I kind of got it. You got (laughs) it? It took a minute. Bad one? But I do have a question. We got to come up with a bad one. Is that because... (laughs) I was thinking about it because I was struggling with Later in the year, you maybe don't eat as clean, thus making your body a little bit more lethargic. Well, and think about it even over the years, right? Like, my body is the same, but the amount of effort that it takes to get results because I'm at a certain level... It gets harder along the way. So the conversation that so Mike and I diminishing returns. The conversation that we've had in the past, you know, you've said that it's the, the hardest thing is to get started. And I agree with that because if you're, you know, just you have no discipline in your life and you're just trying to get started, that's definitely hard. There's no momentum. Right. But even when you have the momentum, it's still hard. It's still hard. And yeah. it's like the toothpaste thing. And literally the reason why I'm thinking about it is because I was literally at the bare end this morning and I was like about to break a nail over this damn toothpaste. To push out the toothpaste. And I'm like, yo, this is how I think I feel sometimes. Oh, you want a quick hack for that? Yeah. Ooh, awesome. I know I have the thing. Oh, no. I no. mean, I don't have it, that, but that, I- That's I, good too. I put it on the edge of a, of a of Oh, the sink that's good. And I, I hold the tip with it closed and I literally like- Ooh, have you ever seen this contraption? So I have it in my house, but I was brushing my teeth in the guest bathroom, (laughs) and I didn't even have it, so it was it was tough. How much is toothpaste? Uh, Get get a new bottle. Don't break a don't break a finger. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I have a question. Um, Saving money, Michael. The the shake question, Mm -hmm. um, and this is a personal question for me. So I love shakes, love 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 shakes, smoothies, all that stuff. However, you know, I have one per day, and I do egg white shake. No, that one? no, no, no. It's just had a protein and mm-hmm. and you know, um, not peanut butter, almond, almond butter. That's yep. in the morning after. Usually, I walk, work mm-hmm. out. So I figured that's my kind of protein taking over what I just did. Yep. I would love to have one at night, so that way, for one, it does kind of fill you up a bit. But I'm not trying to put it more protein in because it's not like I'm working out Dave Regina style. You know, I do my. So, would you recommend 
um, I would do another it. type of a shake, but that way, because I'd rather that I think than sometimes, you know, the mindless snacking that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's a good recommendation of something that you could eat at night that's not gonna, like I think the, I don't know. Maybe you think protein is good. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I would say overdo it. Protein, pro, well, so oh, protein, the, much, the so. big science. Am I, am I not going to piss that out later? Well, listen, the big uh, science in protein, your body, habit. and this is the this is the only piece that goes against the science of the one meal a day or two meals a day. Oh, the absorption? It's the absorption level of your protein. And they say scientifically that your body can really only absorb between 30 and 50 grams of protein depending on how your body works. Digestion. Right? So when I'm consuming 140 grams in a steak, only 50 maximum are really going to use, but I'm still full, so I, that's why I do it, right? Um, but I don't think it's a bad thing to have protein at night, but one thing you can do is do more of a vegetable-based um, shake. A lot of people struggle with their their nutritional intake. Like even for me, I, I consume a lot of veggies, but if I'm on a very strict diet, I might be lacking certain things in terms of supplementation, right? And they have these great green drinks like that you can mm. scoop, you know, I got that one. you can scoop in. Um, and I think at night it's actually good because vegetables in itself, it kind of gets your digestive system going. So in the morning you're going to be right to that toilet, fiber, which is good. Fibers in there. Yep. Iron, all of that. Um, and it's a good way to basically finish the day, making sure that you've hit all of your, uh, deficiencies in terms of vitamins. Like I take a multivitamin because I'm deficient in my diet because it's so heavy with, you know, fat, protein and like carbs are not heavy but you know they're they're there but everything else it, it unless i'm intentional about it through my multi i don't i'm not getting vitamin c you know what i mean like i'm <laughs> not drinking that i'm not drinking um, you know orange juice to make sure i get that so so for me what has worked the most and actually stuck is like just keeping it super simple because i get distracted with like recipes and stuff and like oh <laughs> Zero carb this and then where in reality, like I love chicken thighs and I love pork shoulder and it's very easy to cook those so things. Just blend it up and drink it. Ew. <laughs> you could do that. Um and like to be able to use a crock pot for my pork shoulder and it's cheap, it's not expensive, yep. it's easy to do. It's the chicken thighs aren't aren't expensive. You throw them in the air fryer with sriracha, bang, done, rice, like simplify. Oh, wait, everything. this is to snack at the end of the night? No, it's meals. Oh, 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 so like I make a big the, tub, the, yeah. Because we didn't, I didn't do specifics, but what has helped, and Dave gave the the advice along with other people, is like eating the same things because the repetition of making it. Like I know how easy it is to make it in the rice maker for me. I know which container I put it in, so when it's empty, I just refill that same container. Like the little things you don't think about that are uh, deterrents yep. for staying time, on a diet, time consuming, especially with kids, right? Especially with kids, like not having to think what sauce I'm putting on things is a big thing for me now. Mm -hmm. Like in the past, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to try buy this sauce, buy that. And now being trying to be very lean with my finances, like pork shoulder, ground meat, and chicken is very cheap. Rice is cheap. Potatoes are cheap. So like it it helps me in other areas, which has been fun because I'm not spending a ton on food. And then when I want to splurge a little bit on like make pizza on a weekend, then I don't, it's, it's even more tasty because I've been sticking to the diet. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that advice you gave me of the repetition of eating the same things and just trying to stick to that has made it so much easier Yes. versus there's a recipe I want to try today and then fucking it up mm. and tasting bad and then eating something else. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, but CV, I mean, yeah, you can definitely have that that shake, you know, because it's better than what you probably would be consuming. I would argue. Do you have a um a quick recipe that you um want to share with the listeners? Um, almond milk, Scoop the Nutri Greens. They have um. So I, I honestly use the Orgain one. So they have a uh, a protein blended with the greens, which is actually good. Um, and it's if you only do one scoop because you don't want that much protein, it's only 20 grams of protein, which is great. Um, I throw a little bit of peanut butter in there because like for somebody like like you, you have to be careful with your calorie in calorie out. So you don't want to like kill it at night with too many calories. Um, but then str- I load on strawberries too. like strawberries are. I mean, you can eat I love strawberries. Seriously, if you're hungry, strawberries and blueberries are like the best thing for you. Fresh or um, frozen, or does it matter? Honestly, it doesn't matter. Fresh, it, it really doesn't. I've been matter. on the Fresh. on the frozen. So frozen is good. I, you know what I do? I like a little bit of. It's a great dessert. A little bit of Cool Whip, right? There's like no. I mean, yes, there's like ridiculous ingredients in there that probably aren't good for you, but from a calorie standpoint, it's really nothing. Um, cool Whip, frozen strawberries, drizzled with a little bit of peanut butter. It's mm-hmm. like, I like when you say drizzled. It's drizzled. because you don't want to douse it. Right, because yeah, yeah. it's very easy. You know to the do big that. process. You have to warm up the peanut butter to make yeah, it liquid. Exactly, <laughs> it's very easy to do that, and then it freezes right on the actual strawberry. It's a great dessert, um, and it kind of gives you know it gives me that like oh I kind of just had ice cream feeling, hmm. you know. So, so the argument too isn't there an argument for like even if you overeat protein, it keeps you fuller longer yes. and it it uh, burns quicker. Like burning, right? Protein it's easier to burn or something like the the caloric. What's the word? Yeah, so it's, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I guess the density of the calorie, right? Like it, 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 it burns like quicker, so that you, if you eat it, like it's not saying your system is long, something like that, right? Isn't there? A I, science I know with what that? you're, what my, you're trying. to My say? big argument is like when I started, I was eating protein, but wasn't working out hard. But I was in the routine of having a lot of protein. So then when I started working out hard. Then the results started to catch up to me. Remember? Yeah. yeah you were yeah, like, yeah. why are you eating all this protein? You're not even working out. I was just walking. Yes. And yeah. then I was like, I, I mean, <laughs> no, no. But like I was doing a lot. Like, you know how so I walk. Um, so my argument is like, it's a habit that's good, even though you're over in calories. Like, yes. even if it adds calories, it's not good calories. Yeah. Yes. Like it's if it's be like if I have extra broccoli, it's too many calories, Absolutely. but it's broccoli, so fuck it. Uh, so 100%. I think there's a big I don't know, it's just There's a, a big misconception in the fitness world when it comes to like macros, make sure you meet your macros. Cuz when you use that verbiage, it's basically saying like I could take 100 calories of M&Ms and 100 calories of grilled chicken, but because of in my macros it's going to be the same. I no, it's that. absolutely not the same. Yeah. You know, there's room when you're meeting your macros that like, yeah, if you have a hundred calories of your M&Ms throughout the day, it's not going to kill you, but you shouldn't be having, you know, the majority of your calories to meet the macros through your donuts, pizza, and you know, shitty foods. Yeah. Um, but it's all relative, right? Cause then on the weekends, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a free bird baby. Uh, so hopefully that, that helps you CB. Yeah. Good stuff. I, I wanted you to say it on the podcast so I can listen to it later and write it down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so it's basically, I mean, it's just the greens, it's the almond milk, um, blended with the protein, a little bit of peanut butter. Any fitness goals for the new year from anyone? I just stay, stay, stay yoked. tight, stay, stay the body, stay solid. CV, anything? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, get get the holiday pounds off. <laughs> <laughs> the holiday poundage. Yeah. Um, good. This was a good, uh, good episode. That was it, right, CV? Yes, yeah, I guess twelve. Good. Yeah, was beautiful. All, all right, so this will bring us to my favorite section, Dave's Dime of the Week. 
Oh, he left me Dang, hanging. Thanks, thanks. He left me hanging. But we don't have a. I thought we had a switchboard. Don't worry. We don't have I will a switchboard not, yet. Even though there will be um, dimes coming Thank down. You. The switchboard. Um, Thank, worry, you. You. Thank you. Thank you. You should make it so it hits his head. Uh, we like, do have a switchboard. It's you, um, Mike Pirelli. Pirelli. So this this has to deal with the conversation of of effort, and this is a very simple one as well. Um, but it's something that definitely rings true to me because at times I can get down on myself looking for. Um, kudos from from others along the way. Um, kind of like the conversation we were having off air before, Mike. Uh, but the quote Don't itself is, your effort will go unnoticed. Your results will not. So along the way, for me, there's been many times that I feel like, why doesn't this person see what I'm doing? Or why doesn't this person give me credit? Because it's hard for me too. Right. It's not it's not always whatever rainbows and sunshine. Yeah. You're, you really got to right? get that. Quote. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The but- That'll be one. At <laughs> the, the butterflies and the sunshine. Um, and and it's something that like it, it just it sticks with me because when you're doing that day to day stuff and it's hard for you, but others don't acknowledge it. It's not about it. They just don't care. And that's the reality of it. Your effort will really go. No, <laughs> they I, don't care. Somebody, I don't care. Somebody, no. What have I been they saying? Don't that's, they don't care. No they one don't care. No one cares about the effort. <laughs> uh, but you have to, you know, to get the results, you do have to put that effort in. And there's a real big understanding and realization that you might be working very hard for a significant period of time and not reaping those results. But at some point, those results will silence everything that you've been doing for a long long time maybe that's a good technique is like if you're going for something think to yourself if no one gave me any credit for it and i achieved it would i still want to do it mm. very good are you doing it for yourself mm. nike do it for yourself why buy nike when you could buy mikey you know what I'm saying? Michael, let them know where to shop, please. Should I just start making Nike here and just like, do Mike. it for yourself? <laughs> Mikey, do it for yourself. That's a good one. You should change all your branding, That's please. hilarious. Please. Instead of Nike, just do it. It just says, do Mikey, just do it for yourself. <laughs> this is good content right here. I love selfish. this. Um, Michael, let them know where to shop, please. Mostnewshop.com. Hit we, with a we, like, subscribe. We're working a- on doing a Peloton partnership, <laughs> but they're not calling us back, so no. I don't know if they fired their whole uh, <laughs> HR department. Oh, man, I can't lose any more money. Not financial that. advice, but like if you want to bump up the stock a little bit. Yeah, you know. You know but imagine it skyrockets after this good. episode. That's so good. Um, guys, thank you for tuning in. Hopefully, your 2023 is off to a wonderful And a tight a start. start. Tight, tight start. start. I like that. Uh, guys, so until next time, stop snoozing. Put that donut down. Get up and get after. <laughs> I, can, I can use a donut. If right I now. caught someone having a donut, they'd probably like, you eat more donuts than anyone else. That's another Epi in the Books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze.